Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with spring break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. You're tuned in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Guiding your gridiron journey, none other than your host, former NFL lineman, Ross Tucker. But it's not just any Ross Tucker football podcast. That's because it is a finish strong Friday, a picks Friday, and a winner's Friday, all presented by DraftKings. What does that mean? Well, finish strong Friday means unlike me, this is the end of the work week for most of you, which means starting tonight, you can relax, unwind, you can watch the football games the next couple of days, and I want you to be able to soak in every second of family time, every moment of leisure, every minute of these football games, knowing you finished the work week strong for yourself, for your family. It's a finish strong Friday. I tell my, my daughters know about finish strong Friday at school. That doesn't really play that well for me because I will be working the next two nights. But I got to tell you guys, it's not work. It's unbelievable. I mean, tomorrow night, I think I've said it earlier in the week, and certainly if you follow me on social media, you know, at Ross Tucker NFL, tomorrow night, I'm in the booth, thank goodness, with Kevin Harlan, his tough daughter, who's awesome, Olivia, she'll be on the sideline, man. Last I checked, it's negative 8 and then like negative 15 wind chill. Might be the second or third coldest day in the history of Kansas City, Missouri, which is just insane. Jack, by the way, did you know that Kansas City is in Missouri and not Kansas City? I have heard the thing because it's always the debate of who's actually Kansas City, like who has claim to the Chiefs. Oh, no, yeah. every The, the, the bigger cities in Missouri, for sure. That's where the stadium is, everything. So I may be having a couple of daddy sodas and some Kansas City barbecue tonight, which is why you need to follow me on social media at Ross Tucker NFL to see the pictures and to be able to enjoy. Then Sunday morning, first flight to Detroit on the sideline, 
for the first Lions home playoff game in 30 years. It is going to be nuts. It's about to go down. Can't wait. So anyway, finish strong Friday for you guys. Not really for me, but I'm going to finish strong on this show because that's how I do it every week. And then a picks Friday, I'll give you my pick for each and every game here in Wild Card Weekend, Super Wild Card Weekend, including a new feature. My uh, Sometimes it'll just be underdog of the week. Sometimes it'll be pick of the week. Sometimes it'll be lock of the week. And then, of course, it is a winner's Friday because I love, we love those of you that, you know, it just means a lot to us when you do a little bit extra uh, for the show, for the network, for Jack and I, like you spread the word by replying to the live stream. We now live stream every Ross Tucker football podcast. And who knows? Maybe we'll start to do it for the other shows as well. But we do it for every Ross Tucker football podcast live stream, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. So you can watch the show right there on your social media app immediately. So anyway, spread the word winner, Robert Lamb. He replied to the YouTube live stream and said, I'm just replying to the live stream. Like you said, hey, Robert, it was that easy. Thank you for doing that. Email me now, Ross at RossTucker.com. Let me know which press pass from this season you'd like. If I have it, I'll send it to you. If I don't, I'll send you another one. Signed press pass, my name on it, usually my picture on it. Nobody else has it that you know of. You've probably never even seen what a press pass looks like. The sponsor confirmation email winner, we told you what it was this week. It was just ordering Emory Hunt's draft guide over at Football Game Plan, and several of you did it, including including Norm Fazekas. Norm ordered Emory's draft guide. Norm also already made it very clear which press pass he would like in the email that he sent to me, Ross at RossTucker.com. YouTube shout-out, JB. That's all I got. Is JB, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Another way, by the way, you can watch the show whenever you would like. It's not big show time. It's actually Tuck's Takes time. We're keeping you guys on your toes. Tuck's Takes. Start the Bears. They fire offensive coordinator Luke Getze and four other coach, coaches, including their assistant tight end coach, but they're keeping Matt Eberflus. Right, so I didn't get much time to talk about this yesterday. So the only thing I wanted to say on this is the assistant tight end coach part of it. I am a big believer that if you feel like coaches are underperforming or players are underperforming because of the coaching and you think you can upgrade, then go for it. That That's fine. Go for it. And Eberflus, you know, I don't know whether Eberflus really thought a new offensive coordinator would help the Bears or whether he got pressure to move on from Getze if he wanted to keep his job because that happens. I always think like the assistant tight ends coach is laughable, right? Like they fired the wide receiver coach, Tyke Tolbert, who I don't really understand because I think Tyke's a really good coach and they got crazy awesome production this year from DJ Moore, but whatever. You can justify... But the assistant tight end coach, but not the actual tight end coach. So that's the one where I, I would love to say to Eberflus, like, what did the assistant tight end coach do wrong? Because you're not saying it was the tight end coach. It was the tight ends or the tight end coach. It's the assistant tight ends coach. Would love to hear about that one. Because sometimes I almost feel like 
they have like a quota they have to reach. Yeah, you got to fire Getzey and then fire at least five guys. Like, okay, the wide receiver coach, the quarterback coach. Whew, man, I still need one more. How about the assistant tight ends coach? I didn't even know teams had assistant tight ends coaches, by the way. Giants and defensive coordinator Wink Martindale are mutually parting ways. So that was hilarious. That was like a um, George Costanza thing where the Giants clearly wanted Martindale out. They fired his two best buddies, the Wilkins brothers. But I don't think they wanted to pay him. Probably was making a lot of money as a D coordinator for the Giants. I don't think they wanted to pay him out. I don't think they wanted him to be able to go to some other team for a dollar or $100,000 and be on the hook for 1.4 or whatever it is that they were paying him on his salary. He might have been getting $2 bucks a year. I don't know. So they didn't fire him, and he didn't resign. He was down in Florida. I mean, one of those funny situations where stuff like that happens sometimes, I guess. But thankfully, I'm sure, you know, the agent and the team are like, all right, let's figure this out. Like, like this is ridiculous. So we can both move on. Want to know which team is going to win every single game on Sunday? Then listen up. All right, let's start. We got the Cleveland Browns are at the Houston Texans. I can't, you know, honestly, I, I, I go on so many radio stations and talk to so many people. I honestly have no idea whether I said this earlier in the week or not. So if I did, then that's fine. Repetition is good. Repetition tells how you learn. Usually, the Saturday 4.30 p.m. Eastern time game is like the, oh, man, oh, gosh. Yeah, it's the game that nobody really cares about. They're not that interested in. Not this year, man. You kidding me? Joe Flacco and the Browns, who might have the coach of the year, the defensive player of the year, and the comeback player of the year against C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans. I am fired up for this game. I'm telling my boss I want to get to Arrowhead Stadium well in advance of this game starting so I can watch the whole thing. It's going to be an awesome football game. Very different from the regular season meeting a few weeks ago because C.J. Stroud didn't play. That's a big one. Will Anderson Jr. didn't play. Another one. And I don't think Nico Collins was 100%. I think this game is going to be awesome. I think it's a toss-up game. I'm going to go with the Browns for three main reasons. One is Flacco's playoff experience as opposed to Stroud. Flacco, with a win, will set the NFL record for road playoff victories by a starting quarterback in the NFL. That is crazy impressive. That's a hard thing to do. So that's a feather in his cap. That's number one. Number two, the Browns have kind of been building for this moment, right? Like they, they, they've known they're going to be in the playoffs for a while. They've been building up to this game to go on a playoff run, whereas the Texans Saturday night clinched a playoff berth, and next thing they know, they're division champs, and they're excited, and they're celebrating. I don't know how much of an impact that has on this game, but a lot of people patting the Texans on the back this week while the Browns were laser-focused on this opportunity. 
And then the last thing, right? The Texans had a had a win in your in game Saturday night. Everything they put everything into that game, whereas the Browns were able to rest a lot of their front line guys to make sure that they're all totally ready to go for this game. So I, I like the Browns for those three reasons, and I think it's like twenty four twenty. Cleveland gets the victory. All right, the first game you'll be at this weekend, Miami Dolphins at the Kansas City Chiefs. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins gonna freeze. Listen, this is this is something different, guys. I mean, I played in some really cold games. I played in one of the 10 coldest games in Buffalo Bills franchise history, which was actually at Cincinnati in 2004. And I still think with the wind chill... It might have been single digits, maybe. This is like 20 degrees colder than that. I mean, this is this is like you're not supposed to be outside type of weather. It's bad, really bad. And that's why, and I'll say this on the game broadcast. By the way, I know a lot of you do not want to buy Peacock. I'm not here to make a judgment on that one way or the other. What I will tell you is, I will post on social media and we'll have Jack do it as well at Ross Tucker Pod. I'll post the link to my broadcast with Kevin Harlan. So if you want to be able to listen to us, maybe you just want to listen to us instead of the TV guys, or maybe you don't want to pay for Peacock, you can listen to us. You can now stream every NFL game for Westwood One. So I'll post that link so you guys can listen if you want. Really important that the Dolphins get off to a fast start. I mean, really, really important. Because you start to get behind. You start to feel sorry for yourself a little bit with the weather and how cold it is. And they literally are a fish out of water in these conditions. Or I guess a mammal out of water. Dolphins are mammals, right? I'm pretty sure they're a mammal, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're mammals. I don't remember why, but I'm pretty sure they are. Anyway, the dolphins are mammals out of water. You just can't get your body used to that. I mean, you just, you can't. Not that the Chiefs are like all used to it themselves, by the way, but clearly they've been able to be in conditions like this more often. And the dolphins come in just so beat up. I mean, to sign three outside linebackers this week, Malik Reed, Justin Houston, Bruce Irvin, who I think are all going to play in this game. Now we'll see. Maybe some of those guys are ready to go and they got fresh legs that can give them some pass rush. But I think this is going to be a running game. It's good for the Dolphins that they get Mostert back. They got a one-two punch with Mostert and Devon Achan. Uh, but I'll still take the Chiefs to ultimately get this done. I don't agree with Fezzik on the Even Money Betting Podcast. He thinks that the Dolphins are going to get killed. I'm not going to go there. I, I think the Dolphins have more pride than that. I think they're more talented, especially on offense, than that, getting Waddle back as well. So I'm going to say I think it ends up being 20 to 17. The Chiefs get this victory. Next up, the Pittsburgh Steelers are at the Buffalo Bills. And I'm going to make this my pick of the week, Jack, and I guess it's actually my lock of the week presented by DraftKings Fantasy Sports. Check out what DraftKings has to offer this season with code ROSS. 
because life's more fun when you're in on the action. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. It's really primarily about T.J. Watt for me. Yes, the Bills are the better team, but I saw a stat where the Steelers are 1-10 without T.J. Watt. As my buddy Dave Damashek says, T.J. Watt is their Jenga piece. And to be able to slow down this Bills offense, they need Watt. He is the difference-making player for the team. Without him, I think it's going to be a struggle for them to really slow down the Bills unless Josh Allen eats a lot of that kryptonite and turns the ball over a bunch. Plus, I just don't know that the Steelers are going to be able to move the ball that well against this Bills defense, which has been much, much better. I like the Bills to win a game like 20 to 10. Sounds about right to me. Your survivor slash knockout slash whatever you call it, pick of the week. All right, we got, for the first time, these two have actually met in the wild card, the Green Bay Packers at the Dallas Cowboys. That's never happened before? They've met eight times, in both in the divisional and the championship game. Never wild card. See, I, I like that, Jack. I like that better than, like, your, it's a 1968 divisional game. Like, that That was a good stat. Where'd you get that one? I just pulled it off Stat Muse. Stat Muse? Yes. Nice. Okay. Well, cool. I like that one. I also like the Cowboys in the game. I'm hoping that Jordan Love can keep this game close and have an awesome performance and play very, very well. I'm hoping that that's the case, but I don't know that he's going to be able to keep up with Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Cowboys are undefeated at home. They've been so good at home. The Packers' defense has been, for the most part, a disaster. Now, they were better against the Bears on Sunday, so they certainly deserve some credit for that, a lot of credit for that. I just don't know that I expect that to happen again in Dallas against CeeDee Lamb, Dak Prescott. This Cowboys offense has been a machine. The offensive line's playing very well. And while I think that the Packers will score some points, you heard Greg Cosell say yesterday that they uh, Jordan Love's not afraid to throw the ball in tight windows. That sounds like a Deron Bland interception to me. And I would imagine Micah Parsons has a pretty good game getting after Jordan Love. He normally does. So this should be a fun one. But ultimately, the Packers, I think, probably run out of gas. I'm thinking like 31-23. How about them Cowboys? Next, we got the second part of your doubleheader. The Los Angeles Rams are traveling with Matthew Stafford to face the Detroit Lions. It's going to be, you know, these are the type of things, Jack. we got to write this down for off-season episodes. You know, like the five best games of my life as a player, the five worst games of my life as a player, just to have them for posterity. And then five best as a broadcaster, five coolest atmospheres for a football game I've ever been in. Certainly Army-Navy would be up there, but I think this is going to be one of them. I mean, I think there's going to be a top five football atmosphere of my lifetime. I haven't even checked uh, the last couple of days on the Game Time app to see exactly how much the tickets are, 
But last I checked, they were $800 was the cheapest ticket to get in for this game. It is going to be electric. And it makes sense, right? Imagine you are a Lions fan. You've never, a lot of them have never been able to go to a home playoff game. A lot of kids have never seen a home playoff. Like, this is history in Detroit. And then you add the storyline, which I know some Lions fans aren't enamored with, the storyline of Stafford coming back. Because it kind of takes a little bit of the shine off it being about the Detroit Lions and becomes more about Stafford coming back on some level. But it's going to be amazing. Spiro Didis and Mike Mayock will be in the booth. I'll be on the sideline. Should be a lot of fun. Again, you could listen to the, 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 the stream for that game if you'd like as well. If you're driving around, driving back from somewhere to get home for Monday. Although I guess a lot of people don't have to because they don't have work on Monday. Then you should really have a finish strong Friday if that's the case. So at any rate, I just can't pick the Lions to lose this game. I think that atmosphere is going to be too hard for the Rams to overcome. But this game's going to be bananas. This game's going to be awesome. I think it's 31-30. The Lions kick a game-winning field goal late to get the victory. But the way the Lions' corners have struggled, I think Stafford has a huge game. Puka Nakua Cooper Cup, huge game. And the Lions, I don't think they're going to have Sam Laporta, which makes it tough. I still think they prevail. I think the crowd gets the Lions over the top, like I said, 31-30. So Lions fans are in luck. On game time, the cheapest ticket is down to $370 Oh wow. for that game. Good, okay. So, and we'll wrap up with an unknown playoff rivalry, in my opinion, the Philadelphia Eagles at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What'd you call it? An unknown playoff rivalry. They faced off five times in, in the 2000s. Wow. In the playoffs. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a good point, Jack. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do my Ross report this morning as well, which I do. We're just talking about the Eagles in a minute or less on social media every morning. We got a couple sponsors for that. And I do a lot of Eagles stuff, so I do that. Going to say the same thing on that. I say here to you guys first. I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea what to expect from the Eagles. They could, they're getting Devontae Smith back, DeAndre Swift back, Darius Slay back. They could come out and start hot, get off to a fast start, somebody makes a big play, and go on and win by 20 because they're the better team than the Bucs. But based on how they played the last couple games, they could also lose by 20. I like that they're getting these reinforcements back, but the Bucs are a better team than they were earlier in the year. The Bucs have a good team. And at this point, I think I got to go by what I've seen the last couple games. I think I got to go by what I saw against the Arizona Cardinals and the New York Giants, which is an Eagles defense that's in total disarray. And because of that, I think I'm going to go uh, Tampa Bay 27, the Eagles 24. But honestly... I have absolutely no idea. The only thing I know is that when you're watching these games this weekend or listening to these games, you should go ahead and make it easy on yourself and just order in on DoorDash if you're not sure what to eat. Now you can root for your squad or your picks or my bets while your food and drinks are on the way. So that means burgers, chips, dip, soda, pizza, wings, so much more delivered straight to your door. And obviously, I can't do it because I'll be working 
but you can drink some Labat Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labat USA, Buffalo, New York. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, Ross, do you have any more thoughts on the Saban, Belichick, and Pete Carroll news? I do, yeah. A couple. First, let me make predictions, right? Because these insiders, they're not always right because they weren't all predicting Vrabel would be out in Tennessee and they weren't all predicting Pete Carroll would be out in Seattle. And that's because when it comes to these decisions, it's one person ultimately making the decision. That's the owner. And these guys don't always talk to the owner. They don't know what the owner's thinking. I don't think Jody Allen or Amy Adams Strunk, I believe, I don't think they talked to Ian Rappaport or Adam Schefter, so they didn't know. But there's a lot of hinting around the Falcons and Belichick, which leads me to think that that's a pretty good possibility. A lot of talk about Gerard Mayo going to... New England leads me to think that is a pretty good possibility. A lot of talk about Nick Saban in TV, which I had heard a while ago, which wouldn't surprise me. I think Nick Saban is probably getting out right at the right time with college football. I've yet to talk to a college football coach that is happy with the state of the business. You're constantly recruiting everybody. Your own players their parents, money for NIL. It's just, it's a, it's a really tough bit. Nobody feels bad for him. They make a lot of money. I get it, but it's not a great lifestyle. I think Saban's probably getting out at the right time. I, I, I think the most interesting aspect of it, Jack, to me, is it seems really clear that Pete Carroll still wants to coach. And so the question is, let's say you're the Chargers or whoever. Would you rather hire Pete Carroll or Bill Belichick? I think that's an interesting question. And I think I'd probably go Pete Carroll. and may have more time on Monday to talk about why. But I think it's about success with different places and different quarterbacks. And I think it's about positive reinforcement over negative reinforcement. But not enough people are saying that at this point. Maybe talk about that more next week. I think we're done here. Thanks for tuning in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also check out Even Money, Fantasy Feast, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. Shout out to MyFrontPageStory.com. I'm telling you guys, just knock it out now. Valentine's Day. It's a great holiday. It's a month away. It's a special one for you and your significant other. Make it even more special by getting a story written all about them. Backofficeschedule.com, SteakhouseSports.com, HumanHeadNYC.com, Sportaculture, and Pizza Boy Brewing.